0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Talk Junkies, where today is going to be the most interesting day in Talk Junkie history, because as you can tell in the camera, we have two very important guests joining us here today. Um, kind of mad you weren't the first, but I'll take second for being in home in the studio. But here we are. We got Pat and Caleb from uh, Truth, Money, Freedom podcast, and then you did change the name to the Missouri Liberty Alliance, correct? We have two
1: channels, yes. We okay. have the Truth, Money, and Freedom will always be there, but we also have the Missouri Freedom Initiative it originally was something else. It was a Missouri Liberty Alliance, but uh, uh, a crony of Roy Blunt's decided to sue me over the name. And uh, maybe we'll talk about that just a little bit beca- because they've not contacted me anymore, so I think this is done. So, uh, so But they didn't... Uh, and I'm sorry, I don't want to take up a lot of time talking about that, but yes, we have two channels. The main one for Missouri is the Missouri Freedom Initiative. And what we're doing is we're making Missouri the free state. In the United States of America. That is our goal. We're at number five right now for the free estate, number one for the free estate in gun in you know, gun legislation. When no one comes close, not even Texas. We have gotten a lot of really fine work done here. I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop talking. No, no, you're good. uh, But we're really proud of the work that we did. And it wasn't just us, it wasn't just Caleb and I. There were a lot of people involved mm-hmm. in it. And that's the exciting thing is through, you know, social media, you can get people involved and show them that one person or even a small group of people can make a very, very large difference in a state.
0: So where does where does it begin? Where does it start for you guys? Just being involved in local politics. I know we talk about mm-hmm. that a lot, but is that where it, where it starts?
1: Yep, it does. It's very simple. Um, it's going up to Jeff City is is okay, it's expensive, it's time consuming. And you're going up there, and a lot of people, uh, you know, basically get nervous or intimidated by dealing with these politicians. Um, and there are some of them up there I actually call friends. There's not a whole lot of them up there I call <laughs> friends. But there are some that I do. What's intimidating for me and gives me anxiety is going into the offices of the ones that I don't call friends. A lot of them don't like me up there. I mean, is just it's a fact. I mean, I can just state it. And it's out in the open. Everyone knows this. There's a lot of politicians in Jeff City that don't like me. The reason being is I'm a little bit brash. I'm outspoken. I use the word corrupt a lot in front of politicians. They don't like that. They don't like that word. That's Mm -hmm. one that you shouldn't be using. That's the C word in politics. You can say the other C word in front of them all you like, by the way. The (laughs) corrupt word is the one they don't like to hear uh, when you uh, start using it expressively. Um, But basically having the ch- uh, channel and having social media this is how i met caleb caleb was on board with SEPA even before he knew me he was just doing it by himself he didn't know that there was an organization coming together to actually work that legislation through i mean i did oh, that's I, crazy I, was, I didn't know that part I whenever was, we were talking I was to you before
2: doing what i could i mean i i didn't have a whole lot of contacts but i would make sure you know what kind of the background information get kind of shared where it needed to i had you know, uh, I would talk to Michael Bolden, and actually I got him the night that they, what was it, the night they did the whole thing where uh, they passed it out of the Senate. I, yep. I, I contacted him can had him jump in the live live chat there. Yep, he
1: was. <laughs> he saw what we were doing in real time. We're talking 10th Amendment Senator Michael Bolden. Yeah, he didn't know it was up for a vote, so I
2: got, I got yeah. a hold of him over there on Twitter, and I go, yeah, get in here, get in here, watch this. They, they're doing it now.
1: Okay.
0: So, so was, has there not been people before that have done these types of things that you're doing?
1: Yes, there have, but not in the numbers we're talking here. So, in the numbers is relative too. And it doesn't take an army to make change in a state. It takes many brigades and regiments to make changes in Washington, D.C. And you're just not going to get that. People just aren't interested in, you know, making phone calls and sending emails, making visits, that sort of thing. I've been to Washington, D.C. twice. And uh, both of them were horrible experiences, I don't mind telling you guys. They were both horrible experiences, and I'm not going back. What else else can you expect
2: out of something called D.C.? And it should represent district of criminals. Yep, district of
1: criminals. So when we're talking about SEPA, and, and by the way, it's a broad generalization, but I think it's fairly accurate, and this is actually an important number. How many people were actively making phone calls and sending emails to get SEPA done with teeth in the state of Missouri. A singular distinction in the United States of America. No one else has this. And I think it was right around 2,000 people. 2,000 people made this happen. Mm -hmm. That's it. You might think, oh, my God, to get SEPA with teeth, the Second Amendment Preservation Act, with ramifications for law enforcement. And by the way, they're trying very hard to get rid of them now. Oh, yeah. This is a big deal. I should have brought a copy of that
2: bill with me. I I have it sitting at my desk at the house. I should have grabbed it. Oh, well.
1: Well, so it doesn't matter, though. I mean, we're going to be fighting this, or we're fighting those. And by the way, we do have some Republican turds in the punch bowl in Jefferson City. And I know that that doesn't make me popular when I say that. But the fact of the matter is 2,000 people got this done, roughly. Mm -hmm. I I don't think we'll ever know the exact number. But I think it's right around 2,000. So those of you in different states, it doesn't matter if you're in Montana, if you're in Maryland, if you're in Pennsylvania— with 2,000 people actively going and, and just making five minutes a day, five minutes a day of phone calls and emails to their representatives, look what we got done. Something that no other state has ever gotten done before. We got our freedoms back in the state of Missouri, and now we have the Department of Justice trying to take our freedoms away. We have the Missouri Police Chiefs Association trying to take our freedoms away. We have uh, actually, we've got uh, Democrats and Republicans uh, just Rearing to go to take away our freedoms again after we did this work. So we have to fight them yet again. And, uh, but I'm not 100% sure the bill that we're targeting right now even has a chance of going through. i got to make some phone calls on that. But this is how important it is. This that, is we have something that many people said was not possible, couldn't be done. And by the way, I talked to a lot of folks over three years that we were doing this. I talked to people in, in uh, gun stores. They said, no, it'll never happen. It's a feel-good bill. It can never work.
2: I got that response out of – I originally, when I went to Frontier Justice years ago, mm-hmm. I got that response out of them,
1: mm-hmm. and they are the ones who held the signing. Yep. Yep, <laughs> yep. and I, I got it from them, uh, not from Freedom Justice, but actually from pawn shops, yeah. you know where they, they're buying and selling guns in these pawn shops. I was talking to them about it, asking if we could put up flyers. No, you can't put up flyers. That's a feel good bill. Wasted time. I, I think
3: part of that stems back to the fact that like they've the government's been kind of weighing on us for so long that they kind of give everybody, even subconsciously, like a defeatist mentality. Mm-hmm. Like even you said, Frontier Justice was hosting the signing, and yet the people you're talking to are like, "Yeah, I mean, it's never going to go through. It's never going to." Yeah, it's they because said that like two years beforehand. They've they've put their they've put their boot on us so much that people aren't used to having a win, which is why for everybody out there viewing or listening it's what you were saying this is such a big deal not only were the first to do it but it's other people can do it too it's possible mm-hmm. it's possible and it can be done
0: mm-hmm. so what, what what are they trying to get rid of I, I mean i know you've you've been on a few radio stations specifically in st louis and they, they kind of get that they blah, 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 that answer out of you why are these police chiefs so mad that they're being held accountable and why is it not a bad thing that SEPA exists for this purpose
1: Actually, I'm gonna I, give you the two answers, and then I'm gonna let Caleb yeah. talk because Caleb has a <laughs> lot to say on the subject. And it's two reasons: civil asset forfeiture and qualified immunity.
2: Go. Okay, um, <laughs> so that's a piece of it. I will say that is a piece of it. Um, now, the qualified immunity doesn't apply as much. And the reason I say that, yeah, sure, they could do that with guns, but if there's another thing, it's already. This is also. This also plays into. Um, their excuse for why they want to get rid of it is they think that, well, they can't work with the feds, so they can't do anything. Well, it's not 100% true. If they're already committing a forcible felony, like, um, oh, um, like the one example they used down at Poplar Bluff was uh, oh, yeah, uh, this person was shooting across the highway at their. So first off it's already um I can't remember if it was a high misdemeanor or, or a felony to no, actually that's a Missouri across, felony. Yeah, to uh, that's shoot across the state murder. highway. It's, yeah, it's well a- attempted murder is, but then yeah. shooting across a highway too. Um that's another <clears throat> that's I think it's um I think it's a class A misdemeanor, but um and then of course attempted murder. Um yeah, that's actually listed in section five seventy you know, section five seventy under armed robbery and all those various things and acts you can do the firearm that would get you in some shit. Um and you can work with the feds in that. Or if there's something else that, um, let's say, um, someone has, uh, is trafficking kids or something like that, and, well, there's a firearm involved with that too, well, they, can't <coughs> they can include the firearm in there if it's merely ancillary to other charges. But they'll never tell you that from these police whatever, you know, the, the police chiefs and everything. They won't say that because they want you to think that they can't do anything at all. Now, do I want the Fed to be completely cut out of the state of Missouri? Yes. But as it stands now, this makes their arguments all completely illegitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, they can work with the Fed whenever they want, when there's actual crime being committed, actual crimes, like things that harm other people. They can work with the Feds anytime, um, And then they can include the gun charges with that. And that's another thing. They keep claiming uh, charge codes, charge codes. The only time they can't use those federal charge codes is when – there's not an actual forcible crime being committed.
1: <laughs> well, and, and you know, I, I feel it uh, important to point out. The whole point of SEPA, the whole point of it was to literally stop red flag laws. That mm-hmm. was the main drive behind putting this package together in the first place. Th- that's the purpose for the legislation. Mm-hmm. Stopping red flag laws from D.C. and hopefully stopping them here in the state of Missouri, too. But we have supremacy clause, which makes it a little bit uh, more arduous to explain anyway. And also, too, that also provides loopholes for red flag laws that are within the state. Not from the federal government. Those are those are done now. We, it, under our current SEPA, it doesn't matter what Joe Biden does. If he makes AR-15s illegal, doesn't apply here in the state of Missouri. Well, at least it's not enforceable in the state of Missouri unless the ATF comes in here and does it all by themselves. Which,
2: i, I got to say that leads into another note, too. Is um, This is something Tenth Amendment Center talks about, something I talk about regularly regularly. Um, on top of this, you need enough people to also go ahead and follow that that change in Missouri's laws yeah. by saying, we're also not going to comply. We're going to go ahead and go out of our way to start buying these things up to just flat out defy the federal law. Because it comes to a point, it's kind of like um, when Colorado, when they did recreational weed, um, they um, the DEA, which, which has a much larger budget than the ATF, burned their budget, I think it was on... Two, two, dispensaries, two dispensaries. Two they burn their entire budget.
1: Yep, for the year. So
2: you get wow. a handful of people manufacturing and selling firearms in the state. There's nothing the ATF's going to do about it. They could try to knock one, but then you got 10 others they can't do shit about.
1: Yep, but also, too, they can increase the budget without going through Congress because this is a cabinet-level position. They can just appropriate funds from anywhere else. Like, for instance, if they want to say, well— you know, uh, you know. So is the DEA. Yeah, exactly. No, no. So most of <clears> them are. Have they uh, Have they started doing that? No, not that we know of. Now, there's I, only one place that actually got raided,
2: and that was that place over in uh, I think is Saint Saint Charles area. Yep, right? that's uh, yeah. That the was gun actually, shop owner or whatever. Yeah, that was uh, so Ike Ike Skelton's Skelter. brother. Ike, yeah. Ike Skelton's brother. They both own that building. One one side, Ike actually owns I forget what kind of shop, and then his brother runs the actual gun portion of it. And uh, he got raided because, and of course they did it under false pretenses too because they, um, oh God, I, the um, he did a private sale outside of the business of a personal firearm and then went inside and they were supposed to be a married couple. They were feds, but they were claiming to be a married couple and they had, um, you know, one bought the, you know, filled out the paperwork, the other one handed the money, which when... Technically, because they're married, their finances are combined, so it's both their money, so that doesn't matter. But the feds took that <coughs> because they anyway they they basically just said, oh, yep. It's, see, driving. that's, it's one, of those, that's one of those. That's one of those. Not the transfer. <laughs> it
3: the other thing is we've completely gotten rid of common sense too, hmm. because that's one of those bullshit little like oh I know loophole laws. And I want to take it. I want to step back real quick to what you were talking about with the red flag laws and all of that, and kind of and maybe I'm oversimplifying this, but. I think the whole thing is that if you're out there and you're hearing this, all the stuff against SEPA about, oh, we're the police, and if, if this goes through and if we have this, we'll never be able to do our job and all this and blah, blah, blah. And from what you, the both of you were saying, it sounds like they're still going to be able to do their job for actual crimes. They're still going to be able to do their job for anything that the average citizen out there actually cares about. The big thing this prevents them from doing is kicking in your door and taking your guns away.
1: Yeah, pretty much. That. And just
3: taking your freedoms in general, you're not going to have a police officer show up with the ATF there at your door and be like, "Hey, um we're taking we're taking all your guns." Like that's that's what's happening or else people are going to end up getting shot, you know? Yeah. Like this is preventing that kind of stuff. It's not stopping. The police aren't going to all of a sudden not be able to like get someone on the highway because they're shooting out of a van and they're doing drive-bys and stuff it's not like oh we can't get involved now it doesn't work like that
2: no the, the, there's i forget which num- which clause it is but the specific clause flat out says if this is if this is going on if it's five uh, in order section five seventy five seventy one, and then there's another one that was uh, i think it was i think it was 520 529 something like that i can't remember exactly which one But any of those categories, that includes, like, drug trafficking and, you know, armed robbery and all that stuff with uh, 570, and then 571 is weapons offenses. That has to do with those. Those are all listed as as exemptions for working with the feds, all of them. Um, So their arguments are, but they'll never say that.
3: No, No, I know, and that's that's why I'm trying to really, like, express that to the audience out there is when you hear arguments against SEPA and against this kind of stuff, their arguments are going to be from what you guys are saying, oh, this stops us from being able to do do our job. And that's simply not the case. It stops them from being able to take away your freedoms.
1: Civil asset forfeiture. I swear to God, guys. I know Caleb might disagree with me on this, but this is a huge motivator to get the Fed back in. It's about money. It's always been about money. And we have corruption within law enforcement. They want that money. That was part of their budget. They depended on it. Mm It's gone now. It's gone. In fact, we wow. have a bill this year to get rid of civil asset forfeiture. Period, in the state of Missouri, yeah, it's, uh, because Tony, it's too tempting. It's Tony Lovasco? Like, I think it might be LaVasco. Yeah, it is Lovasco. Yeah. Know. And so it's like having a huge pile of money on this table, and everyone's looking at it every day, you know. And eventually, someone's going to start taking some of that money. That's what civil asset forfeiture is. It, it's it's just it's too tempting. I think for most law enforcement to.
3: Now, does that include the, just because I'm not real good with the terminology, does that include, for example, like, I know that, let's say, hypothetically, I'm suspected of large scale drug charges and everything like that. Johnny, And then, I know, I know. Hypothetically. (laughs) Hypothetically. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. I don't have a problem with that. (laughs) That was close, man.
1: Look at all the light reading that Paul had me do before we started today. So I'm tracking.
3: Okay. Uh Yeah. So hypothetically, I'm involved with large scale drug charges, blah, 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 blah. I am temporarily put in jail awaiting a trial so on so forth. They take my house and as far as I know don't quote me on this but I'm pretty sure that they can take my house and then sell it for their money and all that before I am found guilty. Mm-hmm.
2: That's called the Is this inc- sharing
3: Is this included in that civil asset forfeiture that's kind of So just that- for y'all out there who and this doesn't happen to a lot of people. Everybody everybody thinks they're safe until they're not. Next thing you know you're the one who's been um, accused of a crime and all of a sudden everything falls through and you could be 100% innocent. All it takes is getting accused of something and then all of a sudden you're forfeiting your your property, your income, all this stuff. They're already fucking over your life. Mm -hmm. Why are you going to let them take your house and all this other stuff too? And by the way, you're not guilty and you haven't even been found guilty in court.
2: That is still an exemption under Section 579. And the reason I say that is because you're talking drugs. That is Section 579. Um, and if it, if they don't have to include the firearms charges in that. Gotcha. The firearms charges, they can't take the firearms and sell them for that until they've got, they've got a, a, a conviction. But if the drug side of it, they can work with the feds and sell the house yep. that the drugs were in. So well, that's still...
3: To me, that's still an issue. But at least we're getting the firearms part out of the. You know what I mean? It's a stepping... It's a, stepping, <laughs> it's yes, a it step-by-step Six, process.
1: But, yep, but we need to get rid of it altogether. Yeah. Let's throw that's another right. hypothetical out here. Let's throw another weird hypothetical. Could never happen in Missouri, but let's just throw it out here. Let's say we have a corrupt police chief in southeast Missouri. You know, around the boot heel, that area. Hypothetically. Hypothetically in Cape Girardeau. And he's involved in trafficking drugs. Okay? Let's, a hypothetical. Okay? And so, at any rate, but now there's a, a young upstart also trying to traffic drugs in the same area. But they don't have the badge, right? So what we do, hypothetically, hypothetically, is we actually shut down that new upstart drug-running company or, you know, organization, mafia, mafioso, whatever you want to call take it. Take their product. Casa Nostra. And we, you and and so these. we take their product, we take their homes, we take their boats, we take everything because we need to wipe out that freaking competition and we got the badges to do it. Civil asset forfeiture, hypothetically, hypothetically, could be used in such mm-hmm. a way. And they can still
2: try to use that as long as they don't include the firearms in the.
1: That's correct. The charges. That's correct. And we do need to get
2: rid of that. That's what that Tony Levasco bill yes. is. But I'm just saying that that is still something they can do if they don't include the firearms charges with that. Um. And then once the conv- if they get a conviction on it, then they can throw in the firearms charges. Sure. Um. But my point being is that you said about you said it's primary about red flag. Mm-hmm. Another thing that it's a ab- that it is about is that. For example, certain NFA items like AOWs and destructive devices are not on the books in Missouri. They're not on the books. Now there's a separate category for explosive weapon for um, say like if it has an independent charge on the end that explodes on impact or grenades or things like that. That's still an explosive weapon and you can technically for lawful dramatic uh, purposes you can get those um, on a Form 1 or Form 4 in Missouri. But... In terms of things that are over 50 caliber, like even a howitzer with a solid projectile, that's not an NFI item here in Missouri anymore. And they can't come knock on your door and try to grab it from you. They can't say, "Oh, well, that guy's got that." And they go report back to them. And they send 20 guys up there. They can't do that. You know, people minding their own business and not committing a crime. Openly, however, you can you can do that now, and not to worry as much. Now, if you're in a real close area next to a city and uh, you know, there's an ATF building. You know, two blocks up. I don't recommend it because the feds can still dry something, but you're middle of nowhere in middle of Missouri. They they're not going to do anything. They can't. They don't have the budget for it. They don't. They have the resource to find out. And judges can't issue warrants for it either.
0: <clears throat> so where do we stand now? I mean, obviously, safe is a thing, and it, and it's mm-hmm. been a beneficial to a lot of the the people who reside in Missouri. And it is being attacked on the forefront and on all angles, would be my guess. Um, what are they What are they doing to try and Get rid of the teeth of SEPA. Are okay. they are they actively doing this in Congress or in the House and yep. trying to get rid of it? Yes, and they it's are. And if so. When is a good time for people to be on the lookout for a, a ruling on
1: it? We got four bills, four bills right now. Ones in the Senate, three's in the House. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I remember the Senate bill number because I just did this last night, yeah. and it's ten thirty-three. Yeah. And that is, of course, with uh, Rizzo, John Rizzo. Hi, John Rizzo. Yeah. Hey, Rizzo. Um, how you doing, man?
2: we don't like you yeah well actually you know what
1: we we, we could be friends yes we, we could. could be friends could. but you need to take away that bill because this is unconstitutional he swore an oath to take that office to protect and defend the united states constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic and he's not doing that he's attacking the constitution with this bill and we have one other democrat in the house uh, two other democrats one put in two bills one put in one bill and uh, i don't have those uh, those bill numbers in front of me but if you watch on the missouri freedom initiative youtube channel hopefully linked down below in the description section um we'll let you guys know what those bills are and what we can do about them Mm -hmm. we're already going after john rizzo now john rizzo is once again he is breaking his oath he's an oath breaker what is he what is he trying to do get rid of the uh, teeth
2: yeah effectively what it does is it goes through the section it's uh the sections of the actual SAPA law are 1.410 uh, through 1.480, and it's the last, I want to say it's the last four sections of it that they're basically just striking it out of the law book, saying that, all right, no more $50,000 fines, no more um, you can work with the feds, when you know, saying you can't work with the feds. It just does nothing. It turns it into this little milk, milk toast thing with just a little bit of a statement in it.
3: They're getting rid of the teeth part, which is the part yeah. that actually, and for those who don't know the terminology and all that, they're basically saying, excuse me, they're basically getting rid of the part that holds local um, police uh, accountable for not helping out the feds and not following through with these unjust laws.
1: And they're getting rid of that part. So if they're not held accountable then that kind of defeats the whole purpose. Yep. Remember now, 13 other states got SEPA legislation passed. None of them have teeth. They all started with teeth during the legislative process because they didn't have the small army that we had of 2,000 people calling the legislators. They lost their teeth quite simply and very easily. Montana lost their teeth. Uh, Arizona lost their teeth. Uh, Actually, Arizona lost their teeth actually uh, right before second reading. I'm surprised how quickly Arizona lost it because that's a gun-friendly state. Yeah.
0: Um, didn't Texas you,
1: lost their teeth go ahead
0: didn't you say that there was some things in place to kind of pre- prevent this from happening whenever SAPA was when it first came or when it was established last year
1: to keep what from happening them getting rid of the teeth nope uh-uh no that's, well hang on yes in court the answer is correct yes you are right they can't get rid of it in court that's what John Rizzo said and John Rizzo once again we're talking about the uh the Senate minority leader Literally sat on TV on or on YouTube and did an interview and said it will never hold up in court. It's totally unconstitutional. John, you were wrong. You were <laughs> wrong. You were so wrong. And the, and the John, read the Constitution, man. I swear to God, yeah, it doesn't t- take that long t- to read it.
2: The, the, the Ninth and yeah. Tenth Amendments are really, really obvious. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Ninth, the, the enumeration of these of these uh, these rights shall not be construed to. Confirm or deny others, and then there's also the tenth. You know, powers not delegated to the United States, nor prohibited to it by yep. the states. Yep, so <laughs> that's another key thing too. Um, you could technically um, change something around where you could arrest feds, but you'd have to adjust it to where the um, the courts are then banned from remanding the case to federal court and fine the judges or f- disbar them if they attempt to do so.
1: Well, and. As far as actually openly uh, getting legislation in there to get rid of the teeth, there's no mechanism to stop that from happening. I mean, right. that's part of the democratic process. by Sure. Know, but, you know, once again...
3: Let's I us say that's not necessarily, when you look at it overall, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's, no. that's a good thing that we have the right to vote on that kind of stuff or the process to go through that if we were to want to get rid of it. The problem is that nobody wants
1: to get rid of it, and they're actively doing that. No, 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 no. Law enforcement wants it gone. Sorry. That's I very, should say... The average citizen. And and there are a lot of politicians that want it gone, too. Because the money that's flowing from the Fed through the Missouri Sheriff's Association, the Missouri Police Chiefs Association, I think is getting cut off. At least they're they're turning off the spigot.
0: And that's fine, but like... I, I'm just, I guess I'm just confused for the fact that it got passed in the first place, and then not even a year later, they're trying to get rid of it. That's so big. so why we, even do that in we, the first
1: place? We have the answer for that, actually, because they were absolutely convinced. And believe me, I, when I say this, I'm not saying it rhetorically. I really do mean this. They really thought it would not be uh, upheld in a court. It would be stricken down as unconstitutional. The weird part is, is how they thought that in the first place. The answer is, and uh, Caleb, I'll have you come after me on this one. <laughs> The answer is, there's too many of them that actually do not read or understand the Constitution of the United States, don't even understand the Second Amendment, Ninth Amendment, Tenth Amendment, uh, states' rights, not to mention, um, um, uh, basically, uh, well, it's just Tenth Amendment stuff. It really, truly is. It's anti-commandeering doctrine, James Madison stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what allowed it to go through. They were like, let them have it. We'll just take it away in court. Done. Done. And they're finding out it can't be done. This is one hundred percent constitutional. Okay, they they can't. They can't
2: connect the dots between the situation with California with the marijuana and yeah. the um, Colorado and Colorado, and then the immigration sanctuaries because that is one hundred percent constitutional. And now that's another topic in itself. Technically, the states are supposed to control immigration, and the fed or federal government is supposed to control naturalization, which that's another topic in itself.
1: Yep. States' rights—that's also under states' rights with immigration. But. Yeah,
2: um, but they can't connect the dots. They think, oh, well, this is, and this is something that, in the back of my mind, I look at these people and go, how do you not connect the dots with that? How do you um, reconcile your own? consciousness to look at that and say oh those aren't the same thing.
1: Well, it it's I, cognitive dissonance, but we can call it doublethink from 1984 if we Yeah, like. yeah,
2: that's a good term. I yeah. like that. I like that. It's like yeah. circular logic is doublethink. Mm-hmm. I like that.
1: And so, that's to answer your question. They literally and by the way, there were Republicans who were happy to vote for this bill too. It's okay. It'll be taken out in court. They're privately telling the Missouri Sheriffs Association that's okay. Don't worry. We're going to, you know, our constituents want this real bad. we got to vote for it. we got to look good. We want to be elected again. So don't worry about it, though. It'll be taken out in court. Think how pissed off they are. And it's important to note that the Sheriff's Association is not on our backs this time. You know why? It's an election year. Now they're handing it over to the police chiefs, the police chiefs association, which, once again, unaccountable, unelected people. They're appointed or hired by city manager, or by mayor, depending on the type of government they have in that city.
3: Yep, this is important to note
1: guys i mean this is heavy stuff which means why you go it, out to the mayor yeah why isn't it the sheriff's association coming down on this and by the way they were both part of the negotiations and talks to get this done in the first place now they have a problem with it it's because they can't get rid of it in the court they were promised it was getting rid of we're getting rid of it in court guys don't worry about it just let the people have their way they'll have their win and they'll have it for six months before it's struck down by a court So don't worry about it. we got too many people calling right now. We've got to appease them. We've got to keep them happy. And now look what happens. Now we're looking at uh, four pieces of legislation to kill it right now. Well, why is that? It's so easy to take care of in court, isn't it?
0: Well, it looks like, I mean, now that they can't get it in court, it's probably going to happen in legislation and probably very swiftly too.
1: They're going to try. They're going to try, but we can kill them in committee. We can kill in committee if we have enough people calling. This is important.
2: All it takes is keeping from a a simple majority from actually um, saying yes to that bill. Well, on
1: top of which, this is very important, too. And I know you're going to talk here real second. Please listen to me on this, guys. This is really important. Do not have law enforcement make the laws that they enforce, ever. Don't let it happen in your state. Don't let it happen in your county. Don't let it happen in your town. Certainly don't let it happen with your national government. This is not a good thing. You do not have law enforcement making the rules and the laws because they have qualified immunity. It's for that reason that they cannot make the laws, ever, ever. Police Chiefs Association, screw you. Missouri Sheriff's Association, get the hell out. You are not in the room for making legislation in this state. Mm. You enforce the laws that we, the people, decide on. You don't make the rules. I mean,
3: that goes back to real basic uh you know, middle school, elementary school level stuff where it was, like, checks and balances in the federal government with, you know, like you the judicial, the legislative, and the executive branch. It was like, oh, the legislative's gonna make the laws, which means the judicial and the executive should have nothing to do with it other than executive having, like, veto power or whatever. Anyways, what I was gonna say is that, and I normally don't bring this up until all the way at the end of the podcast, but I feel like it's really important for the people that are listening right now or watching right now, is that dumb... Uh, Dumb this down for me. What can I do or any viewers out there do to help with this? How can they get in contact with you, with you? How can they be a part of this Missouri uh Liberty? Yeah. Well, Missouri Liberty Alliance? Well, Missouri it's Missouri Freedom. Freedom, initiative. Initiative. Freedom initiative.
2: Okay, my bad. Oh, my bad. I'm never gonna get used to couldn't yeah. calling it that. Freaking <laughs> Roy, Roy
3: Blunt, man. Roy, Roy Blunt still, still coming out. Son of a... Missouri <laughs> Freedom initiative. <laughs> I like, Sorry, that. I like don't it. I haven't. Yeah. Missouri freedom initiative. How can people, and myself included, get in contact with you guys, be a part of this? What can, I think that the barrier is, and don't take this the wrong way. Y'all are already so used to it. You're already in this field. You're already in this zone, and you've been doing it for long enough now that it's become like second nature for you, which is a good thing. But for the average person out there like myself who like, oh, man, I'm just on Amazon buying a new TV and buying some stuff for my house because I just moved and blah, blah, blah. And I'm watching Netflix and I really don't care, but I care a little bit. You know, how what is the easiest and quickest way for them to actually Help
1: make change. Okay, the first thing is to stop buying TVs on Amazon. Fair you enough. Know, <laughs> you know, that's you, actually they need to be watching. Uh, you know, alternative media. Stop first buying off. a TV on Amazon
2: but and use that money for an AR fifteen. AR
1: fifteen. The first thing to do, uh, first off, uh, because there are organizations all over the state of Missouri, but they're pretty much relegated to um, text only formats. Facebook. It's a big one. We have a lot of Missouri freedom organizations on Facebook. There's literally, I'm going to say, there's probably about two dozen of them. We're one of two dozen. We're just the loudest. We, uh, we're not the biggest by far, um, but we're the loudest, and we also do videos. The other ones don't do videos. They absolutely do not do videos. And then on, not only on the videos, uh, we also have the ability for people to come and talk on Discord. More to your point, though, please get on our website, and it's missourifreedominitiative.com, and get on our email list because we're actually sending out legislative alerts. Also, I point people to Ron Calzone's Missouri First. A big shout-out to my friend Ron Calzone out there, who has done an enormous amount of work um, to keep Missouri free. If, if you are a freedom fighter in the state of Missouri and you don't know who Ron Calzone is, uh, you need to pay attention, because this man has done an enormous amount of work to keep you and your family free in the state. Uh, Michael Bolden, the Tenth Amendment Center. Not associated with Missouri directly, but a big help to all of us Missouri freedom fighters.
2: Well, Ron Calzone is pretty much uh, Tenth Amendment Center's contact. Yes, here. he is.
1: Yes, he is. So, uh, so basically, what it takes is getting on the website, getting on the email list. That's critical. Um, joining the YouTube. That was just how we were growing our numbers during the offseason. when the General Assembly was not meeting. We have a part time assembly in, the, in you know, in the state of Missouri. Six months they meet. Six months they don't. But during that six months they don't is a good time to start growing your grassroots and spend time doing that. That's exactly what we were doing. Now we're going into the legislative season. And then also I encourage people to not just be in our organization but to also join Ron's. And he has an email list and he does email blasts and email alerts that are critical and extremely timely. He's actually more on time than I am on these things. So when you get those emails, there's always what's called a call to action okay, here's the problem. Here's what we're experiencing in Jeff City right now with this particular bill. Here's what you can do about it. And the call to action is right there. That's the same type of email we send out as well. So that's what we can do. Phone calls and emails, because once again, it's expensive and time consuming to be making trips to Jefferson City for the average Missourian. Not everyone lives in Jeff City or Columbia close by. You know, shoot, it takes me three plus hours to get to Jeff City when I drive up there. Three hours and 15 minutes, I think. Not to mention that same amount of time home. So now I've got six and a half hours tied up in just driving. And then, you know, not to mention, try, you know, try to use that time very efficiently. I meet as, with as many people as I possibly can. And I've already explained to you guys, some people don't want to meet with me up there. So, and that's a shame. You know, I, you know, I think I'm a great guy. I think, I, you know, I, I'm easy to talk to. But unfortunately, I keep using the C word in front of politicians, corruption. They don't like that. They really, really don't like that word for some reason. So I have to kind of get it out of my vocabulary when I'm up there. Maybe they'll start talking to me.
0: So when you're up there, you're allowed to go in the Capitol building and try and have conversations with these people? Absolutely.
1: In fact, I do on a regular basis. Uh, Yeah, I've (laughs) talked to senators and representatives. And uh, and, uh, in fact, if we're kind of done with the SEPA thing. We can share stories about what it's like going up there. I meant what the kind of things you can do there. And uh, you can even call your senator, or your representative, out of hearings, out of, you know, General Assembly hearings. You can actually do that. You just tell their L.A. there, you know, their legislative assistant. We see L.A. So do
3: these, these email blasts that you guys send out, so I want to just clarify to make it easy for everyone, go to Missouri Initiative, Sorry, MissouriFreedomInitiative.com sign up for this if you want to help and you want to be a part of this and it doesn't take that much once again maybe you got kids you got this you got this that going on you can't drive to jeff city and all this you can still help you can sign up you can get the emails there'll be like a call to action or something like that and maybe it's saying hey we all need to call our senator and we all need to do this or whatever do you have some because man there's so many of us myself included who know nothing about the legal process do you have some stuff in that email to help guide me mm-hmm. as far as what I should be saying to them?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's re- actually really simple because generally what I would do, and I haven't sent out an email like this yet, but it's coming literally at the end of this week because we're going after, well, everyone knows it. we're going after Rizzo. Um, so, and this is not even his bill to get rid of SEPA or I'm sorry, to kill SEPA's teeth, to take them out is not even in a committee yet. So let's, do what we need to do. Let's call him out. Anti-constitutional. Oathbreaker. Yes, that's correct. You call up and you tell his legislative assistant, because he won't take your call, that he is an oathbreaker. That he literally is you know, anti-constitutional. He'd be ashamed of himself. He should resign his position for simply take back the bill. We're putting him on the oathbreaker list on the website. I mean, you know, people may find that funny. Or, you know, and, and they may think I'm disingenuous for doing it in the first place because what can you do at that point? Well, the fact is at least people can know this man breaks his, his oath. So maybe he's cheating on his wife too. And if you're going to break your oath to the Constitution, why not break the oath to your wife? You know, why not? You know, and I'm, I'm deadly serious. Oh,
2: I know. It's, it's still funny though.
1: Yeah, but uh, so, and by the way, I'm not making any allegations. I don't know that he's doing anything like that. I just, if you can't trust him once he takes the oath of office it is a very trusted position. He is the minority um, leader in the Senate. And if we can't trust him to keep his oath to the Constitution of the United States for the people to look out for the people's rights, and he's starting to take them away and whittle them away, what can we trust
0: him for? Is there anything that P- Governor Parsons can Nothing. do about this? Yes.
1: Okay. Yes, there is. But he won't. We got yeah, a problem with Parson too.
0: This is his last year or his last term. His last term, yeah, that's correct. Because he really
2: has no political ramifications to him because it is yeah. his last term. Unless you want to try to remove him, but then you wind yeah. up with another problem. So he's
0: it's two year terms, right? No, it's four, four year. Four year. Okay. So we can he be reelected?
3: Years. Yeah. Well, no, no, he's no, no, after no, this. no. He's done. He's after
2: done, this. done. Okay. So, I didn't. He's, he's done his. He's. he's he'll be. will be eight years in twenty twenty four that he's been in there. Gotcha. So, so he's seven retired. because he got in, um, but he was in with the first. Yeah, when Greitens was taken out. Yeah, they got rid of Greitens.
1: So, yes, the governor could do something about some of these problems that we're having right now. We could talk about the tyranny involved with the pandemic. Okay, we'll be careful. Yeah, we'll (laughs) we'll be careful on our words here, you know, because this would be on the big old YT. Parson could have done something to actually prevent OSHA regulations from hitting the state of Missouri. He chose not to. His job is to protect our rights. He has failed he is also an oath-breaker. Now, let's call it what it is, gang. I mean, this is really important here. These guys are failing us, and they're doing it because of who donates to their campaigns. I mean, this is the initial form of corruption. Put money in my pocket, and I'll do something wrong. I'll do something against my office, against my oath, against the people I represent. If you just put a $20 bill in my pocket, That's exactly what's going on here. There's nothing else it could be. There is no way on God's green earth I can see Parson literally saying, Well, in my conscience, you know, in my heart, my soul is telling me that this scandemic is real and everyone needs to, you know, to get the plunge, you know, in the arm. Everyone needs to do that to save humanity. I don't see that with him. Now, I do know people who know, I've never actually met with Parson before. Never. But I do know people that tell me that he's not a very good thinker So, and that know him personally. So it's possible that he has bought into this lie. I will tell you another story real quick here. Caleb knows I, this I, one. I
2: get a feeling that he's bought into Bef- it, on yeah. top of being paid.
3: Bef- before you go down this road real quick, I want to point out, because I feel like a lot of stuff gets, lo- li- gets lost here. Um, we've had this problem in the past whenever we talk about conspiracy stuff. Do not feel like you have to lump everything together, too. Let's say for whatever reason, because everybody's entitled to their own beliefs. Let's say that you don't agree with anything that we're about to say about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. That does not translate over to everything during the first half of this podcast about SEPA. You can be for one and against the other, and that's perfectly fine. You don't just, just because we're all agreeing on something doesn't mean you have to wash everything down the, you know, flush everything down the toilet. If you could, you can disagree with everything we're about to say and still be for the first part.
1: Okay. Uh, Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and by the way, uh, I'm firmly in the camp that, uh, all you have to do is look at the legislation they're trying to do. Look at the, uh, um, gosh, darn it. Let's look at the regulations we're trying to push through OSHA. Uh, and I could go further down and I'm, I'm hesitant to, because you know, YouTube and everything, but the, the very laws they're trying to get done, the regulations they're trying to get done, are totalitarian. It's a shift because our Federal Reserve has printed too much currency. We are at the end of the dollar. At the end of the dollar, there was always a New World Order waiting. We are the World Reserve currency. I know people say that's conspiratorial. But it's a fact. The dollar is dead. And, and once again, it's just that not everyone sees it yet. But it is officially dead. So we're shifting to a different type of government now, a totalitarian type of government. We can call it feudalism, we can call it you know, many other things. But that's what's happening, and they're using the pandemic as the mechanism, the wheels that are turning to actually make it go and have people agree, gosh darn it, yeah, I'm willing to give up my freedoms as long as they can keep me safe from this virus. That's exactly what's going on, it's that simple. Let me tell you a story here from when I was up in Jeff City, and this was back in August, September. It was in September. And I, 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 I think I may have let it slip before, but I'm not going to say the person's name is a Democrat and a House member, not a, s- a senator, but in the House, who told me while I was up there, and I was posing because this was my first and unfortunately probably last time to deal with the Democrats because they now know me. That was my first, because they had no idea who I was. i just dealt with Republicans before, right? And so uh, I played the part. I um, literally acted like I was worried about union jobs, because I was going up there trying to get them to do a special session to actually shut down OSHA regulations in the state of Missouri. That was the purpose. And what this one Democrat House member told me, a high-ranking Democrat, is that if this is what he said. This is not an exaggeration. This is not me being hyperbolic. Okay? He said, if everyone doesn't get the jab within two years, it's the end of the human race. This is what he said. And he is a public official. He bought into this. He believes this. He actually believes this. This is not the case. We have had, and and I understand this is a bioweapon. I understand the government developed this. The U.S. government, along with the Chinese government, developed this. And we paid for, through the National Institutes of Health, through Fauci, we paid for, you know, basically crossing into animals and back to humans again. We paid for this. And it's a bioweapon. I get that. But at the same time, it's not a deadly one. It just isn't as deadly as they said it was. So just
2: deadly enough for it to uh, stir a little bit of a strife and kill a handful of people, and yep. then
1: you've got to Well, it's a bioweapon, for all I, think, I know. They,
2: they don't want it to kill the elites.
0: We're, we're, and the, the scary part about that is, is that that's a high-ranking official in the government of Missouri, and where is he getting that information? To say something like that to someone who, you know what I'm saying, yep. that, that's, that's insane.
1: You know, when I asked him that, I said, where would you get this information? He says, everybody knows it. That's all he said you wouldn't say. So that was a very deep, okay, keep in mind, I mean, I was playing Democrat. I was, in fact, I was even asked by one of them, one of the Democrats there to show my union credentials. But I didn't say I was in a union. I just said I'm advocating for union jobs. Okay, so I, I didn't lie when I went up there. And once again, I'm, no, I'm now known by the Democrats. They know who I am now. So that was my one shot, but it was worth it to me to shut down OSHA regulations. What I didn't realize is that the Democrats themselves literally would not, they absolutely would not get on board with this, and we needed them to override the governor. We, we were just, if we had had 10 Democrats in the House, side with the Republicans, and once again, I don't want to play the two-party paradigm here. If we just had 10 we could have overridden the governor, and we could have stopped this ocean nonsense in the state of Missouri. And we didn't get it. And then the Senate's a different story, and I'm not 100 percent sure what happened there. But we had some Republicans that wouldn't sign on to it either.
0: Well, and so, and I'm, and I'm also curious for the fact that I know it was a, the Supreme Court in Louisiana and in Connecticut, right, that shut shot down the vaccine mandates mm-hmm. initially or froze them. them. So what more they did specifically, okay, moratorium. So yeah, so they froze them, and the, this will go into effect in February. From my understanding,
1: what they're doing is they shut it down until the Supreme Court. That's my understanding anyway. Okay. until the Supreme Court weighs in on it,
0: which they have. They did that on Friday. I'm assuming today. I'm not entirely sure how long that process takes, but we should find out fairly soon, I would hope. Yep. Unless they drag this thing out, which I don't know if they are going to drag it out. But
1: Yep. this is an abuse of power hundred percent. Oh, and for and the Supreme it, Court's a joke to me, anyways. That's a whole now. different story it's, for another. Well, day. it's not
0: not only that the eviction moratorium, Biden went over that anyways and went against what the Supreme Court said. So that's not to say that even if they don't rule in favor, or if they if they don't rule in favor of the mandates, Biden can technically, I guess, go over their heads and still go through with it. I don't. I mean, well, but and you talk about draconian measures, and whether or not you agree with us or not, I mean, just specifically look at videos in New York right now and in California and. The Videos
3: are out there. Australia, and Australia is real bad. I'm, ta-
0: I'm talking about in home in the United States, and you see, like, you I mean people going to Burger King trying to grab a burger, and you have to show proof of a vaccination, a vaccination card, in order to participate in society. Like, if you're social o- credit score yeah.
1: coming from this,
0: yeah. And we've had John Kliszak on; and he told us about the social credit score coming to the United States, and that was about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's coming into fruition right now. But if you're okay with those things, then I, I don't know what to tell you. That's not America. That's not the Constitution. That's not that, what we're that, about. That's, that's I why saw this I, stuff
2: coming when this first came around. I mean, March of 2020, early February, late February 2020, I saw this stuff coming.
3: And that's why I bring up the Australia thing is because at the end of the day, like we, man, what ha- they're a first world country. Like what happens over there can happen over here if we're not careful. And... It's not okay to just live in a bubble and let stuff happen to other people as well and then not realize that that can be – because then who's going to help defend your rights? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so you need to pay attention to that stuff. Look this stuff up. It's out there. It's public. You can find it everywhere. I'll uh, Maybe I'll find a link so that you can post it in the description or whatever. I mean, they're taking – and I'm just using Australia as an example. They're taking people who are either vaccinated or – Or unvaccinated, doesn't matter, either or, whatever. They find them as a risk for whatever reason and are coming to their homes with police officers, removing them from their homes and putting them in literal concentration camps. They're nice camps. They have like an apartment, you know what I mean? It's like a duplex. Got Wi Fi. Yeah, they got Wi Fi and all that. They put them in a duplex and they say, hey, the only time you can leave your house is to go down. You have to follow this. There's literally yellow lines on the ground. They've got yellow lines like on the sidewalk. You have to follow this, and you're, you're designated yellow, and that guy over there is designated blue. He follows the blue line, and he goes to his laundry area. You follow the le- yellow line, and you go to your laundry area, and you do laundry and whatnot between these times or whatever. That's your time slot, and then you go back to your house. We deliver food to you when you buy it. We del- blah, 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 and you stay inside. And they were taken out of their home and put in these camps, and it's, it's happening like crazy over there. And people are like, oh, that if you're like, if you're out there and you're like, oh, man, that sounds insane. It's literally happening right now to a first world country.
1: And, and also, I'm going to add to that. I love that you said it the way you did, because, you know, you got you got TV and you got Wi-Fi, you know, in these concentration camps in Australia. The founding <laughs> fathers were smarter than that here in America. They knew what real freedom was. It's travel. Travel is the true, true freedom and property rights. Those are the two things. We don't have property rights in the United States of America anymore. That was taken away, you know, for Missouri, I think it was 1974. And, uh, and we're talking about, um, you know, the ability to actually own your property. Counties have bonds on your property now. They created them out of thin air. They own them. They will never give them up. And you have to keep paying taxes every year because they own the bond. That's how that works. Maybe we'll do another podcast on that sometime. Be because awesome. On That's a, property tax? Yep. On, well, yep. not just property tax, but also the bonds associated with the land. That's where the real crime was. And the property tax, of course, is the enforcement you See, the mechanism.
3: bonds part, I never knew about that. So, yeah, I would be interested to talk about that in another podcast. I don't want to yeah, yeah, stretch this one too thin with
1: too many topics. So uh, the founding fathers saw this, the right to travel. It's in the Constitution of the United States it's actually in there. They cannot restrict travel in the United States of America. Period. However, it's common law. So you have to know your terms when you go to court when you get a traffic ticket and you can get out of a traffic ticket because actually the right to travel doesn't anything say anything about speed limits. It doesn't matter what the Department of Tra- uh, Transportation says about what the speed limit is. That applies to commercial traffic only, not to traveling commercial. Yeah. You're 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 moving products.
0: Yeah, Paul from, Paul from Unslaved on YouTube, okay. he goes deeply into mm-hmm. that. And he proves, I mean, he does it with actual videos yep. too. Very so, interesting stuff.
1: But when there's, you're talking about Australia now, their right to travel has been taken away. It's gone. They're, they're done. They're toast because they were playing footsie with China for so long. They had influence in their government. This is, and By the way, I've talked to Australians about this. We've done a couple of podcasts on this. Didn't end up on YouTube. Uh, We were smart enough not to do that. But I do believe we put it on BitChute and Odyssey. And that's the assessment they have right now in Australia, is that they were playing footsie with with China for too long. They should have withdrawn some of that. They became extremely big trading partners. And then that's what uh, pisses me off about Roy Blunt, is that Roy Blunt thinks playing footsie with China is a good idea. So does Mitt Romney. People ought to understand who these people who are in office are really for. They want extremely strong ties with China. And they say, well, what we do is we're spreading the influence of freedom and democracy over in China by having this trade with them. What they don't understand is how the Belt and Silk and Road works. We use our military to enforce the dollar. Chinese enforce with money. They don't use a military to enforce their will on others. They bribe people with money. And it works a whole lot better and creates better will. And look what happened to frickin' Australia. They're done. And uh, by the way, I'm saying this right now on the talk junkies, and you guys can watch this a year or two from now. Australia will not recover. They've gone communist. Mm-hmm. It's too late. They're gone.
2: Their only way out is to
1: shoot their way out. When they don't have the guns anymore. Yeah, they definitely yeah, I was don't. say that Molotovs t- exist. <laughs> to <Yeah>. to <laughs> me, to
3: me, it was it was honestly scary. And you won't see this on the news. You won't see it on any mainstream news but watching the whole, it brought me back to, and I don't remember what the name of the movie is, but there's a Harrison Ford movie and it's like based in the future or some sense, whatever, doesn't matter. He's in a prison. But it reminded me of that with the whole, literally yellow lines painted or chalked out on the sidewalk and blue lines and all this and you're gonna follow this. Like there and there's people at their door in the thing saying, You disobeyed the rules or whatever. I'm gonna have to fine you. We're gonna let you off with a warning this time, but next time we have to fine you five thousand dollars. Yeah. Or five hundred dollars. Whatever li- it was. Doesn't matter. 500, five hundred, five thousand, five hundred thousand. Doesn't matter the amount. The point is there are people trying to just live their lives that not only have they already been taken from their home and put somewhere else, but now that they're somewhere else. They are following a strict regimen of this is all you're allowed to do. Literally, you're, you're a slave. Follow this yellow line, go do your laundry, come back, sit in your home. It's history repeating itself. It's, it's, it's insane yeah. that this it's, is real and happening yeah. right now but the, on Earth.
0: The scariest part about it is, again, people don't, they don't, remi- or they don't learn from history. And the fact that there is a massive amount of people that are willing to go along with this without putting up any type of fight. They're literally just, yeah, no, t- take but, me. Go ahead, I'm down.
1: They've already explained how that happened mass is,
0: psychosis.
1: That's correct. Yeah. It's mass formation psychosis. Yeah. It's 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 firmly entrenched in psychological history with Hitler's regime. I have done videos on this on Truth Money and Freedom. Follow Hitler's model. That's exactly what the United States is doing. Mm-hmm. Now, we, you know they don't have a one charismatic leader. They don't have to. They've got television now. We got television so we can scare the crap out of people. Oh. You know with, you know, a pandemic. And then out of their fear, they submit. That's it. It's really that simple.
0: I would be curious. I mean, and, and it's a good thing organizations like what you guys have created, it, it's bit very beneficial. And I'm very excited that Project Veritas is coming out with a video in a week yep. that's allegedly going that. to expose some of the things Without that are G. going on with Fauci. Yeah. yeah. So if that it actually hits, you know, live air and on YouTube, I'm sure that'll get taken down instantly if he tries to put that up. But people, I think... And we had, um, who was the gentleman we had on two weeks ago? Andy Thomas. And he's a pessimist. And he's just talking about all the good things that we can do. An optimist. He's an optimist. optimist, Sorry. (laughs) Um, And I I think that maybe that that's what's kind of what's happening right now. And maybe we will will win. You know what I'm saying? Like, if enough people start putting a lot of this information out there, people can't deny information. You know, they can look at their side, whatever's on Facebook or CNN or any of these news organizations, and they can believe that if they want. But eventually, truth will win, in my opinion. And well, put, putting these types of podcasts out will help.
1: I, I love what you said. I got a different view. It's more dystopian than yours. Sure. In this balkanization, the United States is going to become two nations. Yep. And that's, and in fact, maybe even more than two nations in 10 or 15 years.
2: Well, the funny thing is, it was never supposed to be one nation, it was supposed to be a, a, a union of multiple nations.
1: Yes, it was. But I I, uh, yeah, that's closer to the mic uh, we could barely hear oh, you yeah it was
2: talk. supposed to be a union of multiple nations not just yes, a uh,
1: it was uh and and, yeah. and basically why was the union brought together into a loosely held nation and it was for defense and trade
2: mm-hmm. the funny thing is that it, 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 people so and this is another thing too um there was an there was a letter i actually shared this it was the thing i shared the other day on uh it was actually last night that I shared over to the uh the general chat on the, the Discord. Yeah. It's that letter from Thomas Jefferson yes. to I think it was Thomas Ritchie, I want to say his name was, uh December 25th of 18 no, December 20th or 25th. One of the 1820, uh yeah, 1820. And um effectively it's talking about how the courts uh constantly change, um, change the definitions of things to expand their own jurisdiction. The reality is Courts are not supposed to be the final say. They are supposed to issue opinions. Every branch is supposed to have its own opinion. And the duty of the executive to either enforce or refuse to enforce something or issue a cease and desist to a, sub, uh, to a subsidiary department of enforcement, um, like, for example, technically, um, if, the, if a president wanted to, to halt unconstitutional gun laws, they could issue a cease and desist to the ATF and they cease to exist. Uh, all their acts are illegitimate. It's that it, that's how it's supposed to work. And when it comes to the commerce clause, it's supposed to be regulate interstate commerce doesn't mean to restrict or control. It means to make efficient, but that definition has been changed. Yeah. They
3: always, I know for sure on the regulate one, cause I've brought this up before or it's been brought up and I've done my research on it. We have a different, they've changed what regulate means. We think re, Like you just said, people think that regulate means to restrict or put laws on regulate literally meant to make, to make efficient.
2: efficient. The same goes for post roads. You know what post roads actually were? It was inter- basically inter- interstate roads that you Commerce. have a post that you tie your horse to at night to sleep. Yeah. Not postal roads. There was mm-hmm. no postal service then.
0: And they count on people not understanding that type of language or understanding the transition That's of the what thing. the definite, how it's changed. It's
2: been changed through, well, we, our school district is a Turkish model, the same one that the people in Nazi Germany grew up under. Um, but that was brought in around the time the Federal Reserve came around, of course. Um, even, I mean, even the, the it was so identical that even they the the Bellamy salute that was used here prior to World War II was same thing the Nazis used, and then it got a bad name, so you know it can't do the whole you know right hand in the air thing anymore. Um, it, it's the, the things that have been intentionally changed from generation to generation. It's like playing telephone when you when you're a uh, when you're a kid, you know, and uh, one person tells the next one or the next one, that piece of history gets forgotten. You only know what is fed to you.
0: Yep. that's happening all over again. I'm sorry to cut it short. My, I, I probably got to get, it's real close. My okay. wife's got to get going. Okay. I could probably go a couple more
1: hours. but yeah. I'll <laughs> tell you what, can I, can I leave a, a closing message? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, first off, we talk about SEPA because, honest to God, it's the most important thing that we've gotten done in the state of Missouri for freedom apart from you know some pro-life stuff we've gotten done in, in Missouri. But the, the, the impetus is on us. This isn't someone else's fight. This is your fight. If you don't want the freedoms, that's fine. Don't stand in the way, though. And remember now, if you don't fight for your kids, then remember to thank people who do. The, our freedoms are on the line right now. They're literally on the line because of a scandemic totalitarianism is coming. Australia has fallen. Canada is falling right now before our eyes. They won't last another three months. And then they will fall into the same totalitarian nightmare, hellhole, that Australia has. The Commonwealth is going away. You guys think America can escape this? You know, uh, we can't. We have to fight in individual states. We can't fight it on the federal level. Uh, I can give you reasons why. But the important thing for, for the takeaway here is, It's every single person's fight. And by the way, if you believe in the scandemic and if you believe totalitarianism and communism is the way to go, that's fine. I'm not going to try and convince you otherwise, because if you don't see what's happening before your eyes as totalitarian and, and you look in Australia and you think that's great, that's exactly what they should be doing, then please don't stand in the way of the people who are literally trying to keep your kids free. That's what we're doing here in Missouri. Every single state should be doing this. And the very fact that it only took about 2,000 people to get SEPA accomplished, think what 2,000 people can get done to get OSHA out of a state. Think what 2,000, and by the way, Missouri is an average state. What do we have, 6, 7 million people in Missouri? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're yeah. very average in yeah. that regard as, as far as population-wise. So 2,000 people spoke for 7 million. Let that sink in. Work with your states. Make the phone calls, send the emails, and make visits. Those of you who can, who can afford to, please make visits to your state legislature. Get things done. Start organizations like ours. Look at what we're doing. Contact us directly if you need help getting started. We'll give you all the information we can give you to help you get started, to get your state done too. We're not just about Missouri. We want Hawaii free too. We'd love to see California free, but I don't think that's, frankly, that's very realistic. But um but arkansas needs to be free texas needs to be free and that way if missouri, yeah. missouri needs to cede from the union we have access to ocean you know uh, so we need arkansas and texas free as well yeah. so but i want to say at the end of this and 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 once again I, I know i'm long-winded and i talk a lot but what an honor it is to be here at the talk junkies this is really cool gang this is a nice studio setup he's got over here and it's uh, Caleb and I were pretty excited about coming out here. It uh, was good to have you on. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. yeah.
0: The honor, the honor. Yeah, we're, yeah, I'm. I feel blessed to have you guys in the house. I, I truly do. It
3: was uh, nice meeting you. All. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so this. I mean, in
1: person, I mean, in
2: person.
0: definitely. Mm-hmm. It's yep. many more to come for sure. That, that oh, yeah. mean, yep. I mean. Yeah. In a, fact,
1: I'm thinking about I'm thinking, right about, in Hill. I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. about. Oh, by the way, I'm thinking about coming up next week as well. Very cool. Uh, and the reason being is because uh, uh, we're talking about Jackson County, which is of course Kansas City, uh, which would be John Rizzo land. They want to go ahead and... You can,
0: uh, you can open it.
1: Uh, ...is going to... Um, um, they're going to go ahead and make a ruling on a county level that is against uh, Missouri uh, State Supremacy Clause. They want to keep mandates going in Jackson County, and that would affect schools. Uh, and also orders for these, orders for these. Um, they're looking at trying to do it. And it's next Tuesday. They're going to apparently meet on that again.
2: And potentially going as far as um, something New York and uh, Washington are trying to do. Yep. For that area. which yep. uh,
1: So, uh, uh, but at any rate, I may be back up in the area next week. So, uh, so maybe we'll, you know, if we can arrange it or something, maybe we can do something just on that alone. Yeah. Let's keep Missouri free. 100%. It's on us. If we don't do it, no one else will, Paul.
0: No, I know. I could definitely do more. I know that. I mean, having you on and and like Johnny, you you made him simplify it on how you can help in these types of situations. And I think
2: that's a start.
3: I'm going to sign up on my phone as soon as we walk outside. Hey, cool. Same.
2: And next week, if we do come in here again next week, I think I would like to address some things on some counter-economic things as well to separate from the system.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Th- that yeah. would be a podcast all in itself, by yeah,
0: the way. Yeah, if we do it next week, I, again, I'm completely down with it. Uh, uh, if we could start earlier, get Jesse in here, and we could go for two hours, man. Yeah. So that, that would be I'd be all for it. Nope. Awesome. I even, know we got to wrap it up now, though, because yeah. you got yeah, your yeah. kiddos. I'll, and I'll yeah. even pay for your travels, Pat. <laughs> 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 well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. we got Pat Caleb from the Missouri Initiative.
3: Missouri Freedom Initiative.
0: Missouri Freedom Initiative. Initiative. It's going to take me a, a few times. I'm still to used to saying
3: Missouri uh, – it Freedom was, Alliance. It, now it it's was, all just now I'm all. Yeah,
2: it was Missouri Liberty Alliance. Thank you, Roy, Blunt, Roy Blunt, screwing us over. And now we have Missouri Freedom Initiative. Which
0: I like. It's got a good ring to it. But all the links will be down in the description below. Um, the best thing you guys can do for this video is share it with your friends, your family. Start small, locally, you know, here in Missouri. And I uh, hope you all have a fantastic night. Stay fly.
3: Stay fly and ring the bell.
0: Love you. I'll
2: beat this in. Nice.